Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm amazing. That's good. I, I can't believe it's been two weeks. I feel like such a bad person that I, I was the reason why we couldn't record last week. Well, you week. were sick. I was. I don't want you breathing on me while we're I don't think I actually had a disease. I think I had food poisoning. Oh, you know what? I actually thought I almost had food poisoning last night. Well, there was like a, a rash of it in my company. So either like we all got the same stomach bug or we all kind of ate something bad because like you know uh we get food catered for us four days a week and oh yeah dinner for working late and so there's a good chance that probably a lot of us had the same thing um and it was awful like i couldn't even put my finger on it like what was wrong like because on it must have been i guess tuesday that i ate it because wednesday i just didn't eat just based on like how my day went yeah and then uh i didn't eat until dinner and by then i was like obviously really faint and i felt like Oh, I felt like I must be weak because I haven't eaten. I felt like I was dying. But I've gone longer than that without eating. And I was just like, like I by 10 o'clock, I just wanted to like sleep. And I'm usually up until 2 or 3. So 10 p.m. doesn't really seem like the time of like, oh, well, time for bed. But um, I would... It does for me. I'm like passed out <laughs> on the couch at 10 p.m. That's not my way. Uh... But no, like I was, I was out of it. And then Thursday, like so I ate dinner. And then Thursday I came in to work and I felt weak. Like I like holding on to tables weak. Oh, like no, I, I yeah. was where I was gonna fall over. You totally had food poisoning. And like Thursday I survived a lot of the day until like around like four o'clock. I was like, I just have to go home. I'm so tired. And so I went home early and I just slept. But I was okay. And then Did you I, throw up? No, I was at this oh, point I was just weird. this point I was just tired. Uh, and then Friday I went into work and there was no throwing up, but I was going to the bathroom about every seven to eight minutes mm. for a terrible experience. And um, throughout that day I had uh, – I was hosting uh, job interviews and I had meetings and like, all these things. Nobody go in the pink bathroom yeah. all day. And like <laughs> – and as soon as I was finally like wrapped up with like everything that I could get wrapped up, I was like, got to go, going home. And I slept for, I think, 17 hours. Oh. Um, and Saturday, just uncomfortable all day. Sunday, I felt like I could take on the world, which was super weird. Hmm. And then Monday, right back to feeling, like, super terrible. But luckily, it went away. That so it was like a bug, though, well, more than a food. But you said multiple people at work. So. A lot of us got it. And there was no other, Interesting. No other symptoms. I had no fever. Um, I mean, I had, like wild body fluctuations but that's because like i think your your sort of body thermostat is dictated by your gut yeah and my gut was not happy and oh, so no yeah i was having like super weird like you know body temps while i was sleeping and it was just a hard four days or five days like poor todd he had to take care of me through that and it was not fun for him well i'm glad you're alive and you're back thank you i lost like five pounds you look glorious <laughs> thank you yes speaking of um not sleeping well. So mm. I've been having this really great habit of falling asleep on the couch. And nice. not waking up till four in the morning when it's fucking freezing. Oh. But last night, I woke up at around midnight because I woke up to Steven waking me up and going, Satine, you have to go to your room to go to bed because I don't want the tarantulas to bite you. I was like, 
oh my God, that's such a good idea. So I packed up all my stuff and I closed the door. I was like, now the tarantulas can't get me. Yes, I would have packed up my stuff, <laughs> burned the apartment down. And I went to bed. Of course, it was all like a sleepwalk situation or not sleepwalk, but I dreamed it all. But I was like, oh my God, I was so cool and calm around tarantulas, apparently. Yeah, I would not have been okay with that. Yeah. And I've just been having like really bad nightmares lately and it's been really weird. Well, I okay, so I was traveling for work like just after the food poisoning or the stomach bug whatever it was, just after all that subsided. Um the next day I had to fly to San Francisco for work. Yeah. And that night I had one of the most deviant, disgusting nightmares I have ever had. Like I'm mad at myself for conjuring up those images. They were awful. Like, they do not speak to anything that I want to ever do or see. And really? it was it was that upsetting. Like, and I'm used to, it like... It involved death, murder, uh, suicide, gunfight. Uh, some combos of some of fight. those things. Like, but it was, it was, it was gross. It was... Dysentery. A, it was super gross. And so, um, but it's funny, like, I, I cannot think of the last time, like, you know, normally if I have, like, dreams that are especially violent or scary, um, I can usually sort of at least find the... The root. The entertainment in them. Okay. On like a like if I have a zombie dream yeah. that's especially upsetting, I'm like, wow, if that were a movie, that would have been kind of upsetting and fun. Yeah. Look at me being a visionary. This was just something I never want to see again. It was awful. I won't even go into details here. I told Todd and I felt awful even just saying it. We should get the dream book out. Oh, and God. you. He seriously. I think that the answer would just be, uh, you fucked up, sir. Yes. Um, that's usually what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. But um but anyway, yeah, uh-huh. like, well, I was up in San Francisco for work, though, and holy shit, man, the air quality there is so bad right now because of the Paradise Fire. It's so yeah. bad. That's that's really sucky. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess on some, some good news, though, of what's been happening, it sounds like people listen to our suggestion to go vote. I'm going to take – I think we should take all the credit because we encourage people to vote. Yeah. And it was, what, the <laughs> highest – turnout for a midterm election in like 104 years you're welcome united states democracy seriously and there was some pretty good headway for our side of of things i'm really sad about stacy not winning that was yeah. a bummer well and that was florida was also a fucking mess yeah but you know we got the house we we got some some big we did get some big wins unfortunately yeah. i think some of the the bigger races that would have been awesome like you know beto beating uh Ted Cruz would have been great. Stacy beating Brian Kemp would have been great. Um, we did, however, get like all of Orange County back, which is super weird. It's yeah, never, that is weird. Never it's in the like... history of that district has it ever been all Democrat election elected. Yeah. Well, maybe they finally see something the rest of the state sees. So maybe. So that's it, nice. Yeah, I mean, like it, I know, like on election night. I think a lot of us were sad that it wasn't quite the landslide we'd hoped. But, yeah. like, the best thing is, actually, it has been, like, as they've been finishing the counts, how many things have actually continued to work out. Like, that's been, I think, yeah, the most like satisfying thing. Roll. Yeah. yeah. I've been enjoying, like, the sort of long tail on these things. Yeah, yeah. So. And the Republicans are just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and we love that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot's happened since we last met, since the time changes happened, and I'm always well, cold now. Stan Lee passed away. Oh, my God. I, swear, I didn't even write that down. Oh, my God. Shame on you. Well, it's funny, because I definitely thought about it. Yeah. On November 12th, he was 95 years old, and so sad. It's really sad, because I'm, um, well, I'm 37, 
And when you have somebody in your life for 37 years, even though you've never met him, but you see him constantly and he's in everything and everything you like love about comics, TV, um, video games, the whole bit, he's always he, there. He so cast a big shadow. It's really weird to know he's not on this earth, but he's still there, but you know. He's yeah. not on the earth anymore. I'm glad we got the cameo that we got of him in the Spider-Man game. It felt like an appropriate near final cameo for him. Yeah. Like, that was a really good one. I didn't see that one. Oh, did I? Mm. It's it's short. It's really good. I think the last cameo I saw was for uh, the... Infinity Mo- War? Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. So Such a bummer. I wonder if they'll still have, like, tons of different, like, footage of him just, like, popping up in other movies because they have, like, um, other pieces of him. I don't know. So, that'd be cool. Anyway, cute. Um, what else is going on? Well, um, Todd and I um, saw some movies, saw a show. Yeah. Um, we went and saw David Sedaris live oh, cool. at UCLA last oh, week. your favorite. He's so good. He's so funny. And, like, uh, so a friend of Todd's was opening for him. And so we got cool. tickets, and they got to go backstage. They hung out in the green room with him. Um, I didn't get to go into the dressing room before the show because um, I got there right as the show started. Oh. But I did get to go backstage and meet him um, before he went into the book signing line. Oh, sweet. And he was super cool super friendly he uh commented on a picture of braddock saying that she was the ugliest thing he'd ever seen Um, and she says thank you yeah um but yeah he was super fun he was really um kind of exactly how you thought he'd be so that was that was awesome he's short he's like my height really yeah short feisty people right (laughs) um so that happened uh we saw the movie uh the girl in the spider's web oh it was fine yeah, that's yeah. about what I hear from the critics. Well, it's like if it, the biggest problem it had was, I think, honestly, the casting of Claire Foy. She's just so pretty and like not harsh enough. And I feel like Rooney Mara was barely harsh enough for that role. Like, but meanwhile, Numi Rapace fucking killed it. Yeah, you know, for the Swedish movies. And so I don't know, Claire Foy. You can't look at her and not see the queen on some level. Like she just has this sort of like. Those eyes. Yeah, the wide eyed. Totally. Like yeah. she seemed, and yeah, it's just, I always feel like Elizabeth Salander is such a demanding and fearless role. And she just looked like she was kind of being a tourist in it, which was, I mean, she did fine. But like, it's also weird that as a, like the American movies, we went from one to four. Yeah. Like we skipped the next two completely just because Dragon Tattoo didn't make that much money, but apparently it made enough to warrant making the fourth book. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I'm very confused by that. But like, they're just like, let's just finish it off. Yeah, but like, on the side of movies that are kind of awesome. Uh, so um, I uh just had my review at work, and there was some good that happened out Yay, of that. Yay for good. Yay! And um, Todd wanted to celebrate, so he actually bought me um a gift. He bought me the 4K HDR Blu-rays for um the Matrix trilogy. Oh yeah, because they just so got good. yeah they just got like rescanned and recolor timed and um the people who worked on it actually say that the Matrix now on this 4K Blu-ray looks better than it did in theaters. Shut the door. Because they say they have a high, a better control over the like color. Super sharp. Yeah, and, and also like they color they recolored the whole thing, so like it's much more what they felt it should have been. Did you watch been. all three films? We watched the first one. How um, is it? It was awesome. I mean, Better than you remember. It's so good. And the movie's like 19 years old and it I holds up Trinity so well. So much. Like, and uh, 
I'm a big fan of uh, Tank. I love Tank. Is that the girl? No, Tank is the that's Switch. Uh, that's Tank Switch, yeah. is the operator with no plugs. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's cute. I love him. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was funny though. Okay, so as Todd and I were talking about, as we watched the Matrix and started talking about it, for some reason, I guess I assumed that everyone who saw all three Matrix movies like was fully into the Matrix verse, like the whole universe they built. Like he'd never seen the Animatrix. Have you seen those? So good, yeah. Yeah, He'd never seen those those nine short films. Not even Final Flight of the Osiris, which played before Dreamcatcher in theaters. And that's like the one that kicks off the events of Reloaded. And so um, as soon as we were done with The Matrix, the next day we watched The Animatrix. And now we're going to do Reloaded. And then once Reloaded is done... Did The Animatrix come with the 4K? No, unfortunately, no. But I had the I had the 1080 version of Animatrix from the previous set. Oh, gotcha. And um, did you play the game Enter the Matrix? Mm-mm. So that was for the GameCube and the PS2, I think. Yeah, I remember it. And like, so, you know. Relo- it looked good. Well, it, it was okay uh, as a game. But like, it was interesting what they did, though, with the Matrix world. Because, you know, Matrix Reloaded obviously follows Neo and Trinity and Morpheus as they go throughout what they need to do. But at the very beginning of the movie, you get to meet uh, Niobe and Ghost, which is uh, Jada Pinkett and her co-captain, I yeah. guess, the Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they, you meet them briefly, and then they kind of go away. And then they come back again for, like, the, uh, the highway chase when someone falls off the truck. Morpheus mm, falls off the truck okay, and yeah. lands on the hood of her car. And, like, so you, they kind of come and go throughout the movie a little bit. So Enter the Matrix is their story. Completely. It's all Niobian Ghost. And occasionally, they run into some familiar friends that we know. They also shot 23 scenes specifically for the game. Oh, like, wow. Like, movie scenes for yeah. the game. And so, the uh, nice thing is, on the 1080 set of uh, the Matrix that they did, and it might be on the, the special features disc of the 4K set, I'm not sure, but, like, they included all 23 of those scenes. So once Todd and I are done watching Reloaded, we're going to watch all the cutscenes from Enter the Matrix. Then we can watch Revolutions. So it's funny, like we're watching like all three Matrix movies, but like we have all these like neat little interstitials yeah, between yeah. to sort of like flesh out the world, just because it's super interesting how they did that. You can create the Triforce, right? Good for you. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. How about you? What have you been up to in the two weeks we've been gone? Um, I finished the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. How was that? I really enjoyed it. Did it's you... quirky. It's fun. It's silly. I don't even think we even did it kind of like what it was about last time. I was like, oh, it's cute. But I didn't really say what it was about. And so I wrote a tiny little synopsis. So Sabrina, she's turning 16. And so she has to decide if she wants to um, sign the Book of the Beasts, which is the Book of Satan. Or will she go her own way and suffer the consequences and try to figure out how to have her magic powers, but also live of her free own free will. So that's kind of like the plot of the entire story of this first season. And so it was real. I really liked it. It is, you know, it's cheesy. It's funny because um, I don't remember if I talked about this last time because Keith, my old roommate, he is a Satanist. And then, of course, I've been really into witchcraft and Wiccan and pagan. And um, so it's funny how we see it and we're like, this is like so weird because they get it all fucked 
up and wrong. But at the same time, I think they do it on purpose because they know they're making fun of everything. Well, did you hear that Satanists are suing Netflix over because the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yeah, yep. there was a statue in the um, school for the witches. I forget what the school is called, but the School of Shadows, I think. And um, yeah, and the, their main statue is the Satanist goat with the like the hand up the whole thing. Yep. Yep. And so they're suing them because it's an ill representation, which it is, but it's kind of not meant to be taken seriously yeah. at the same time. A lot of Satanist stuff right now, because Todd and I just finished American Horror Story Apocalypse, oh. which goes deep into like the Church of Satan for a minute. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was it was an okay season. It wasn't terrible. For it being basically Coven Part 2, I liked it a lot more than Coven Part 1. Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it, it largely is a coven season. Yeah. But um, I hated coven. But meanwhile, I actually really enjoyed this one. Okay. So. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's and it's shorter than the other ones. It's only 10 episodes instead of 13. Nice. So, yeah. Good good season. Very cool. What else have you been up to? Aside oh, from finishing Sabrina. Um, DreamWorks She-Ra came out. It's so good. Is it? So good. How many episodes is that? I think there's 13 episodes. Okay. They're all about 23 minutes. Um. Yeah, they just, uh, the showrunner, uh, like I said, her name's Noelle Stevenson. She did Lumberjanes. She's one oh, of the yeah. creators of Lumberjanes. So she obviously loves to work with queer content. So, and being a woman herself, she likes to work with like different body types, different, you know, ethnicities. Like she wants to have the whole gamut inside yeah. Shira. So it's really interesting to see these characters who, when I was growing up, they were like these gorgeous voluptuous <laughs> supermodels yeah there's no one really out of shape in the original he-man universe and no but now there is <laughs> which is fine because it's more body types i mean i guess they're all in shape but it's just like different body types well they were all like action heroes in yeah. previous He-Man. and now they're like kids they're yeah. like teens she was probably around 18 17 18 for um, Adora, who becomes She-Ra. But I do love when She-Ra transforms into She-Ra. She becomes, like, nine feet tall. <laughs> and everybody is always, like, commenting on how tall she is, which is kind of funny because I get that a lot. So I understand. <laughs> I understand you, She-Ra. I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Overwatch The River Wild, which we uh. talked about. And Steven, he thought it was okay. I don't what? think he was that into Unacceptable. it. Unacceptable. That movie is amazing. It's amazing. And it holds up. But the movie that fucking fucked us up was Friday the motherfucking 13th. Okay, that is a good remake, isn't so it? So goddamn scary. That's a good remake. It's like a constant roller coaster of scares. From start to finish, it never lets you go. It's relentless the entire time. And I was like, what are we watching? And Steven had the pillow in front of his face the entire movie, like, it's, squeezing it. It's such a good <laughs> remake. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, and you also watched... Cape Fear from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Cape Fear. Was it the 90s? It looks 1990, like 90s. It's like 93 or 92, oh, I yeah. think. Cape Fear was definitely a really good thriller because Al Pacino is scary enough on Robert his own. De Niro. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get those two confused all the time, by the way. I still will. Even after <laughs> this. But yeah, Robert De Niro is scary enough on his own. And um, so is Al Pacino. But. Robert... <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, there's some really crazy shit that goes down in that movie, and I when I well, who cares? I'm just going to say it. When he bit that girl's face off, yeah, I you texted me, cringed. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" 
It yeah. was gruesome. I think that's one of those scenes that was one of the reasons why my mom was so upset by that movie. Yeah. Because she was like, he's just so sadistic. He just likes hurting people. Oh, when he's wearing that woman's scalp. Oh my god, yeah. The, like, uh, the housekeeper. Housekeeper. Yeah, like, that movie is, like, seriously, spoiler alert, but seriously, that movie's like 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, like, holy shit. So scary. So good. Yeah, he looks nuts. And then when he straps himself to uh, the underbelly of the car to follow them i was like they went like a hundred thousand miles and he's still under there a <laughs> <laughs> hundred thousand miles is a long way that'd be across country multiple times they went across the globe jesus yeah they drove to yeah. <laughs> japan they drove to- <laughs> uh no like um yeah i uh it's funny because like i'd seen the episode of the simpsons where sideshow bob oh that's does, right he did that, the same thing that episode's called cape fear and Yes. I've seen that episode so many times that, like, seeing this movie, I was like, holy shit, that's what it's making reference to. Well, actually, hell, behind you is my production sketch of Sideshow Bob smoking a cigar in the movie theater. Where am I looking? Right there. That black and white sketch on the wall. Oh, yeah. That's Sideshow Bob smoking the cigar in the movie theater, just like the scene oh, from the movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, when I saw that production sketch, I was like, this is the one I have to have. It's so good. Oh, my God gosh but yeah <laughs> that's so funny yeah that movie is really good i recommend it and um jessica lang looks stunning it's because i feel she looks very similar to how she does now i feel she's always looked kind of old it's but she's cheekbones they hold but she's always looked great yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what she her whole all of her skin's just hanging on those My cheekbones whole body hangs off these cheekbones <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Nice. We, I enjoyed that. Steven didn't watch that one with me. He's actually watching it because it's on Netflix. So oh, it is. You can all watch it on Netflix if you want to see it. So, yeah. He's excited to watch that. Oh, good. And then um, I showed him Drag Me to Hell because he had never seen it. Oh, my God. That movie's so fun. He was scared until he realized how silly it is. Yeah, until it becomes like a drinking game with how many various fluids they can get into her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, that was all fun. If anybody has not seen Drag Me to Hell... I think it's on HBO Go. Hmm. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. And then It is a delight year round. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the last thing I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm watching Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh, Have you seen it? I have not. Um, We did some stuff for it at work, but I haven't seen it. You did? I didn't. But I mean, like, the company I work for, the theatrical side. Where are the posters, Rob? (laughs) I don't think we get posters anymore. (laughs) Oh, if I see any, I'll Where's let my Dumble Daddy? My Dumble Daddy life-size cardboard oh stand-up. Oh my god! It's my well, yeah. When we worked on Fantastic Beasts one, I did get like a poster. Um, it was like a like a horizontal one, like a really long one, and it had a really great picture. Burt Reynolds. It had really great. Across. Oh, I wish. But it was a lot of like um of uh, busts of people, and um there's a really good big like picture of colin farrell and i was like i will take that and then someone i work with was like and then you cut uh. someone i work with (laughs) had a huge crush on him too and she was like oh well i just wanted that because i really wanted colin farrell in my office and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do with this so like i figured i was gonna use it like wrap gifts so i gave it to her and she immediately cut him out and put him on the wall next to her desk so everyone got to enjoy colin farrell i know what you would have done you would have put that uh, on top of a pillow. <laughs> Japanese cut, love pillow. <laughs> cut a, a hole where the mouth is. Jesus. Go to town. <laughs> I'm not Jay from Big Mouth. <laughs> God. Sorry. I, I got you too confused for a second. <laughs> but I'm fine now. <laughs> okay, good. 
what are wow. you playing? Or did you did you watch anything else? No. No? No. I mean, little TV just here little and there, thing. nothing crazy. I kind of just shot off some things I wasn't going to mention also, but whatever. Cool. <laughs> so, what are you playing? Well, um, I was playing some more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm, like, 50 hours in. I'm, I love that game. It's so good. And, like, have you gotten to the cultist yet? Yes. Okay, so, like, I'm 20... Eight cultists down Damn. out of 44. I'm like three cultists down. I'm having a really good time. The best thing is when you accidentally kill one and you don't even know it. If you just get in a fight and it's like cultist killed, you're like, yes! Especially when you're doing like a naval battle and you inadvertently kill a cultist. It's the best. Wait, they're on boats? Uh, there's one entire group of them that's all very naval driven. Because oh. like each sort of branch of them is a different type of right. like, thing. Different area. And so... um. Yeah, I was really enjoying that. However, um, they did like a, I think they did like a patch for it or an update for it um, last weekend where um, they added in like a Cyclops fight or something like that. Oh my gosh, that reminds me I have to tell you something. All right then. Um, And it's like, unfortunately, the Cyclops fight, it's like five levels above my character because I think right now my level is like 41, I think, or 40. And um, it's like a 45 battle. And but like there's something of light, right? Isn't that what it's called? I, th- I think so. Yeah. But, like, the biggest bummer is, though, I feel like with that update, the game has become a little unstable. At least maybe my Xbox was having a bad day, but, like, um, it was crashing a lot. If I fast traveled, it would never finish loading. Or, like, uh, suddenly it would do that thing of, like, the digital skip of the audio and mm-hmm. it would just never load again. Or, like, it was having a lot of problems. And so um, after, like three or four times where I had to like just literally go back to the dashboard and cl- manually close the game out. I was like, cool, I'll wait for the next update. So I decided to sort of like fuck off and uh, Dante's Inferno on Xbox 360 became free uh, with Games with Gold. Okay. And I downloaded it and I was like, well, I'll hop in really fast and just take a look. Yeah, I played through that entire game this weekend. Again. You loved it. It was so good. It's still so good. So I actually played through all of Dante's Inferno. It took me like probably six and a half hours. Nice. Um, over this weekend. Todd was just like, wow, I didn't think you were gonna finish a game in two days, but here we are. Well, so, look at you, Rob. Look at you. So that was fun. I finished a game too, but I'll get to that later. And then also I've been playing Dark Souls on Switch. Oh it's still great. How is it, Rob? Completely different experience, isn't it? It is because I'm playing as a sorcerer. <laughs> it's very different. This is such a different game. It is. Uh, and now... Uh, For the 18th time. I'm at the point now where I need to go to Blight Town, which is, like, often a wall I hit. So I just have to, like, push through that, that, and then I'll be okay. That's the, the town that everybody mentions as, like, the uh-uh. It's where... it Well, it's back in the old one where, like, the performance of the game went down into, like, single digits or the low teens. At least that won't happen anymore. There's so much happening. Yeah. It just couldn't... It wasn't optimized well. And it'll be better now, but, like, still... Oh, God, it's just, it's dark, everyone's poisonous. Yeah. It's just not that fun of a location. Yeah, Dark Souls in general sounds... Magical? Evil. It's so good. So that's all I've been playing. How about you? What have you been playing? Tell me. Well, back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Um. So I am a lot lower level than you, BT-dubs, as you know. And so I happened upon the Cyclops. Mm. He big. And he has this big red skull that says, do not attempt to kill this monster. Oh, yeah, that red skull means you will die. I can't, no matter what I throw at him, because I was like, this will be fun. 
I could not even like get a tick off of him. Yeah, I think like re- it wouldn't even let me. I think Red Skull means that pretty much his defense is so high it will negate your attacks. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah. You need to level up a lot. A lot. But it was kind of fun. I was like, well, at least I know where he is now. Yeah. But then, off in the distance, I saw this island, and I was like, what is that way over there? I was like, I'm going to sail to it because I need to know because there is a statue on that tiny little island and I have a feeling it's Poseidon. So I took my ship and I went across the sea, which is like this rocky, crazy, have you gone over there? Uh, I mean, I've traveled a lot on the sea, but okay. I don't know where you are. Well, this rocky, crazy sea and I see the statue coming closer. It's right there. It's right there. I got off my boat and there are lions all over the island, and it's a huge statue of Poseidon with his trident. And I was like, all those lions had, of course, that fucking red skull on them. Of course. But me being me, I was like, <sighs> what are they guarding? <laughs> so I snuck into their den, grabbed the treasure, which I want to say what it is. What is it? Poseidon's fucking trident. What? Are you, you're not high enough level to use it, are you? Nope. But <laughs> I have Poseidon's trident stowed on my ship now. So when you're ready to use I'm it, you get Until I'm ready to use it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, like, when, if you're on the map, if you scroll out, when it says what, like, each region is called, uh-huh. there's, like, a number, a shield, and another number. Yeah. That's the level range in which they encourage you to be at. Yeah. No, I, I understand. You, you could pay attention I to get that it. sort of stuff. But this thing doesn't even have, it's not even part of, I mean, it's part of the map, but it's not designated. Okay. So it doesn't really say what level, because it's kind of like a blip on the map that you wouldn't know unless you just like saw like, what the fuck is that out there? Crazy. So. Well, that's awesome. I love that you were like super sneaky and stealing things, even though you can't do anything with it right now. Well, I stole it. And then on the way back, even though it's further away from the den, the lions, they they finally, I don't know what I triggered, but they... Well, they could probably smell you. Well, they caught on to me. And I was like, well, why now? But I got away. I was like, dive into the ocean. And I was out of there. <laughs> when you were eaten by sharks. No. Okay, good. But I have been attacked by a shark, and it's kind of fucking scary. Oh, my God. So I never felt more powerless than when a shark is attacking me. Because I'm like, I- I'm not very good with a sword just underwater. Swimming. Yeah, just swim away. Just keep swimming. So, yeah, that was fun. And um, what else have I been playing, you ask? Well, I played through and beat, because I'm that good, Burly Men at Sea. (laughs) How is it? It's super cute. (laughs) Super short. Um, It's about these three, like, brothers based off, like, the Scandinavian folklore. It's super stylized. And um, it's just cute little, just, like, bedtime story of, like, three brothers who find this note in a bottle and are like, what is this? Let's go ask the people in the town. The town people say it's this. Then you sail off and you go through like this kind of Pinocchio-like adventure. And then you end up back at some point back in your town. And you can take the adventure again and go on different paths. And it's kind of like a cycling. I don't know if it ever actually ends. But you get... I got more trophies in that game than i've ever gotten in one tiny little game in one sitting i got like 14 trophies in like 30 minutes jesus damn this is fun well i'd say playing through dante's inferno on 360 has been super great because i also unlocked a shit ton of achievements did you well yeah because like i played through dante's inferno on the ps3 
So I got all the trophies for it when I played that one. And so just playing through it again, like super fast, it was like achievement, achievement, achievement. I'm currently the top of my leaderboard of all my friends because I played an old 360 game for free. That's cool. So it's kind of nice. It's like I'm artificially boosting my uh, achievement numbers. Very good. I will crack 50,000 someday. We will see. I don't know what that means. Well, like, okay, so you know how, like, in PlayStation, there's, you know, bronze, silver, gold, and then you can get platinum yeah. if you get them all. Uh, Xbox has a numerical value for their trophies instead, or the, their achievements. And so, like, every game has a thousand gamer score, or it used to be that every game that was, like, a full game, like a retail thing, was a thousand gamer score. And, like, via DLC, I think you could go up, like, to maybe fifteen hundred gamer score or something like that. Like each one could add a couple hundred, yeah, or something like that. There was there was a specific rule, and like all downloadable games, I think capped out at two hundred or two hundred and fifty gamer score. And so the idea was like you you know like if you bought a retail game, it was a thousand that you could earn. And so like there's a number instead of like trophy levels like PlayStation has because like I'm a level twenty when it comes to their trophy levels. Yeah. But on Xbox, it's just a straight up number of what your things, which mine's like 47,000 something. Uh, so what do you get when you hit 50? Nothing. Oh. So how, do I, know what, self. how do I know what level I'm on? On Well, I can tell you right now, actually. Oh, tell me. Because, yeah, I mean, just, uh, it's funny, I was talking to somebody else about this. I wish there was a way for me to, like, combine the two, because between my two, it's pretty impressive. But, like, on their own, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, because, um, let's see here, trophies. I'm looking at mine right now because yeah, I'm at level 20, but I'm 80% to level 21 with 4,085 trophies. God damn. You, madam. Yes, yes. I was like, you're not online right now. If that makes sense because you're right here. Hi. Um, you are at level 12 with 86% towards level 13 okay. with 1,210 trophies. Wah, wah. That's still over 1,000 trophies. That's... uh nothing to scoff at thank you so well speaking of scoffing oh yes. i put another 20 hours into the witcher blood and wine holy and shit and i had the entire map cleared except the only um i have all the witcher gear from all the witcher schools but the one the two um things i need to get two trophies from is i have to play all like 23 different characters 23 different games of Gwent and win them. Really? And that will just take for fucking ever. So I was like, fuck that. I don't need that that badly. (laughs) (laughs) At least not now. I'm like, all I want to do is play card games for the next 60 hours. I don't think so. (laughs) I tried one and I lost. I was like, nope, that's done. So now I'm going back to the older maps and I want to start clearing like the Skelly Islands and all that shit. So I have a ways to go. There's, I'm only 51% through that entire game. And I've probably put in 300 hours. It's nuts. Jesus. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much. The thing is, though, the, the, um, the trophies in that game don't have anything to do with how much map you uncover or how many... Um, well, some of them have to do with which um, quests you do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it... A lot of it has to do with like actions you do, like oh, you've pushed twenty people, twenty people off a cliff with your Ard spell, which I don't use that much, so I haven't gotten that trophy, or you know, just stuff like that. And we're like, well, I have to kind of like make a checklist and have that as I go, so I know what I'm 
kind of like have to do to get these trophies. But yeah, that's it. I can't believe we went back into Blood and Wine. Like after. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's just. I guess there's a lot of game there. There's a lot of game. And there are two huge castles I hadn't. Um, probably two of the biggest, like, numbers wise fights I've ever played in that game that I totally missed because I didn't need to play them to beat the the um, DLC. Yeah. And so it was just like, how the hell did I miss these? <laughs> so, yeah. So there's. And plus, there's always these cute side stories. I like. This is making me like slobbery. <laughs> I need like water. Do you want me? To, I can get you some water. I'm drinking one of um Rob's Lucky Jack cold brews, and it's really strong. But it's making my mouth like super like like um sticky. <laughs> I can't get words out. Um. Oh yeah. So that's The Witcher, and then I've been playing some Overwatch, and a lot of people love Ash. I'm not a great shot, so she's not really my cup of tea, but she's live on PlayStation. She's not in competitive yet. Ooh, but in competitive, I finally got my golden um, Caldacea staff for Mercy. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, and um, that means that, oh, and they also buffed Mercy a little bit. Well, and I'd heard that the new update that brought Ash into the PlayStation or into Overwatch required a full game reinstall. Like it was a big patch, apparently, like the full game. It's a big patch, but I don't remember it reinstalling the whole game. I think officially it overwrote everything. Oh. Because it's like probably 17 gigs. It's like two hours. Because, yeah, the game is not especially large. I mean, when you think about like Red Dead's 100 gigabytes. Like, uh, Overwatch is a svelte, like, 17 gigs. But still, like, I want to say the patch was the bulk of the game. Which is crazy. Yeah, I was going to mention that. And we'll mark that. News check. (laughs) Look at you. You're way ahead of the news. Look at this. Okay. Nice. So, Rob, do you want to learn something? Sure. Or do you have more games you play? No, no. I'm ready. I'm ready to learn. Well, I'm going to teach you something. Oh. The word of the week is... Voluptuary. Voluptuary. Um, well, it sounds like a place where voluptuous things are. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a place of abundance. Well, it's a person. Oh, Sorry, it sounds like a place. So continue. A person whose life is devoted to the pursuit and enjoyment of luxury and sensual pleasure. So it's like a hedonist. Yeah, exactly. And then under it, I put hedonist question mark. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cute. I did not know that. We are on the same path. Look at that. To righteousness. Right? Should we just do our SMR? Since my ASMR? Mouth is, uh, yeah, ASMR. My ASMR. Since my <laughs> mouth is like super sticky and yeah, like. Just, we'll, we'll just. We'll talk like this. This is sitting for the rest of the podcast. It probably won't even capture our voices. Probably not. <laughs> Um, we'll see. Anyway, so we'll see if that works. No more uh, ASMR. If that didn't work, we won't do our next whole entire podcast in ASMR. Instead, I'm gonna do this in my sexy voice, <laughs> which hey. sounds like this. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god. Um. So it's time for well. Uh, 
It must be time for the final frontier. We were both doing some shoulder dancing during that Let the Record show. That was a good one. Um, of all the times to not be on camera. Jesus. Shit. Uh, well, um, two things arrived. Uh, the soundtrack to Vampire, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. They used a really good paper stock for the sleeve. I was really happy about it. Nice. Um, and the data disc release of the four LP soundtrack to Okami arrived. And oh, man, it's pretty. And the box it came in was beat to shit, and it was packed so well that there's no damage on anything in it. Oh, wow. Like, what's it? Because they actually even did a tweet. So the shipping box is fucked up. Shipping box is fucked, but the actual box is great. And they even, they showed, I think. I bet you were sweating. A little bit. When I got it, I was like, oh, what's funny? When I got it, I was like, cool. Sounds like someone's calling your bluff because they actually did like an email or a tweet or something uh, where they were like, hey, check out how carefully we're packing these Okami box sets. They're going to be fine, you guys. And then my box arrived and I was like, we will see. Because <laughs> they this... probably fuck up the boxes and stuff. They're like, yeah, Watch they're like, this. let's bang this up and then we'll tape it up and send it out. <laughs> and like, we'll, just, we'll give people a heart attack before they open this thing and realize that we did it just great. Yeah, that's something I would do. Right? You monster. <laughs> um, and uh, let me find the email really fast about it, because Enjoy the Ride Records on sale this Wednesday is proud to announce the release of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, music from the arcade game soundtracks. Oh, sweet. So I'm super excited. They're doing uh, limited pressings of uh, 400 copies on Scorpion Yellow, 400 copies on blue Sub-Zero Blue, and 200 copies Katana. on Reptile Green. No, they're all the palette swaps of the, the Masked Ninjas. Well, where's Smoke? Smoke wasn't a thing. Oh, no, he, he, you could fight him in Mortal Kombat 2. Where's Noob Sailbot? Noob Saibot? Whatever. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, Smoke, I guess, wasn't like a regular character until Mortal Kombat 3. Gotcha. But, like, yeah, I mean, if they want, when they do 3, they could just do, uh, what, yellow and red for Cyrax and Sector. Oh, yeah. AKA Ketchup and Mustard. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, it's like, because, although they could get Smoke in there by then. So, um, anyway, yeah, I'm excited. On Wednesday, I will be pre-ordering the soundtrack to Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 Arcade. I don't know which color I'm going to get. I think I'm going to get Sub-Zero. Well, I know it's the most rare, but I kind of want Sub-Zero because he's my character. Well, he is my character, too. But I should probably try for Reptile, and if I can't get one of those 200, then I'll go to Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Which is great because most people like Scorpion, so yeah, it's right? perfect. He's going to, because yeah, everyone thinks, oh, Mortal Kombat, get over here. Yeah. So everyone's going to be like, I want, I want Scorpion because that's the game. They don't know what they're doing. Right. But we do. We, we know what's up. <laughs> well, is that it? That's it. I'm glad because it's time for the... Th- no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> should I stop? You should stop, Rob, because you just got yourself stuck in a graphic jam. <laughs> Whenever we figure out what the audio cue is, we will get there. Uh, so what's happening in the graphic jam? <clears throat> I forgot to get myself something to drink when I got you water. Uh, Do you need more water? I'm no, getting up anyway. I'm good, thank you. Okay, I'll be right back. You tell me about this graphic jam. Well, I will listen. Okay, there's not much going on. But, oh, no, you're good. I did happen to finish um, the Witcher book... Uh, which is the fifth book, Baptism of Fire, which was really good. And so in this book, Ciri and Geralt are separated after the treachery that happened in the previous book um, at the Mages Guild. And then Yennefer goes missing, so we don't see her. 
and then the beginning of the sor- uh, the beginning of the Sorceress Lodge commences. So, um, Islehart, what's her name? Fuck, you wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. <sighs> I need some Witcher people with me. I'm sorry. Where are my Witcher people at? Um, Where are my so witches anyway, at? That's right. Uh, Lodger, Lodge of Sorceresses starts to become a thing. And then Siri, um, throughout this entire book, must spend for herself. She finds a new group of friends called the Rats. She becomes like this outcast with them. Kind of like, um, what's that movie? Oliver Twist? She's kind of like Oliver Twist, where mm. she's part of like the pack. You Pizza, know? can I have some more? Can I have some more? And um, Geralt is trying to find her the entire time. He's like, racking his brains out. How do I get to her? How do I get to her? I don't even know where she is, but I'm going to find her. God, he's always looking for her. I know. And he has this motley crew of people. He has Dandelion, who's a troubadour. He has Milva, who's an archer from Brocklevon. Milva sounds like a disease. Well, she's a cool archer, okay? She sounds like a disease. She's a great disease, then. Okay, good. Yeah. Regis, who's a vampire. And <laughs> Regis, who's the host of a morning talk show. <laughs> Kathy Lee, who is... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, can you imagine if Regis Philbin was just a character in this world? Like, it just... Yeah, there's Geralt, Yennefer, Siri, and Reg. <laughs> Stop it. This is serious I'm business, sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. And Zart, um, Zoltan, who is a dwarf. Which is really fun because Regis and Zoltan are finally introduced into the book series, which you meet Regis in Blood and Wine and Zoltan in Witcher 3, the regular, so Wild Hunt. Oh, and then I also started the new book, or the next book, so the sixth book, which I can't remember what it's called, but... It's the Wild Hunt. Oh, shit! It's about the Wild Hunt, Because I was curious, how many more books are there? Three more. Holy shit. There's eight books total. Wow. Mm. I did not know that. At least of, yeah, the author's still alive, so there could be more coming. Well, yeah, but right now, though, there's six. Yeah, the next one's called The Lady of the Lake, who is the actual character you meet in Blood and Wine. And you kind of get a sword, kind of like Excalibur. And um, there's already more books in this than there are Game of Thrones. I don't think they're as long as Game of Thrones, though. Well, there's still more. There's more. And then the final book is, uh, I forget what it's called, but I'll know when I get there. So anyway, so that's the, yeah, graphic jam, reading more Witcher books, trying to just become a a force of nature with that whole series. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So is it time for some some news? Time for some news? Okay, then. I got a bunch. Um, because it's been two weeks. I have like nothing, so go for it. All right. Well, um, the Telltale Walking Dead series is back in production. Yas. Um, what? Because yeah, two episodes got released. I think there's two more to go. Uh, production has started. No date. No, yeah, we don't know when it's coming. But we we know what form it's coming in. It's gonna be a game. Oh, cool. Like they, I think they actually got a lot of the crew back. Skybound is, you know, doing it, and uh, yeah, sounds like they got a lot of people back. Very cool. Um. From the files of This Is How the World Ends, um, there is a new movie that just got uh, picked up, I guess, called Unboxing. And it's literally inspired by unboxing videos. I wish I was kidding. It's like a documentary? No, it's a movie about unboxing, where like literally like a girl 
I guess, unboxes, like, her dad's, like, some box that her dad has, and, like, she lets demons out. It seems like an unboxing meets Goosebumps kind of thing. It just, I, okay. Sounds awful. We're out of ideas. It's official. It's, We're out of ideas. It's definitely for this generation. Oh, yeah. Dumb shit that's going on. Hey, you guys like watching videos of people open stuff? Let's make a movie about it. I hate that stuff. Yeah. But um, for people who love it. I guess more power to you. I just want to go see that. More power to you, but go buy your own stuff and unbox that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love unboxing shit, but you know, yeah, it's stuff I buy. Um, yeah, it's like, why do I want to see what other people buy? Who right. cares? Who um, cares? So, uh, one of the producers of the Castlevania animated series, which of course got picked up for a season three, yeah, um, is also going to be making a Devil May Cry animated series. Ooh, I'm surprised they don't already have one. Well, there, there's been a few, I think, Devil May Cry like animated features kind oh. of stuff. But like, um, yeah, there's a Devil May Cry series coming from that same producer. We don't know where it, it'll be, like what network or anything, but kind of awesome, though. That's cool. Yeah. I think they should do Metroid. Metroid as an anime oh. like, style would be... Epic. Well, there's been, I know, like, um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but since you bring it up. Yeah. I believe Brie Larson dressed as Samus for Halloween. <gasps> and she has expressed interest in playing Samus for some sort of movie if they make one, which I would love that. I think I saw a picture of that, but I thought it was just, like, some fan art. I think it was her Halloween costume. Oh. So, like, I, I would love Brie Larson as Samus. I think that'd be actually great. I really like her. Yeah. Um... I think and, so. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd she, have to think about well, it. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. see how she is as Captain Marvel, but... Yeah. Like, I could see her doing it. I mean, she was, uh... What's-her-face? Um, Scott Pilgrim's ex. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's the singer of The Clash of Demon Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Ivy? I don't remember what her character's one? name is. No, not Ramona. Oh, Ramona. She's blonde. Gotcha. She performs that song on stage. Um... Well, uh, more little quick news hits here. Um, Hidetaka Miyazaki, the creator of the Dark Souls series, received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Golden Joysticks. Ooh, congratulations. So I'm making the hardest fun. games ever. And I mean, and they, they also celebrated the games he made previously, but who cares about those? Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, so this is a fun thing on the games front, and besides, uh, then you should say any news that you have, because I have to look up this thing afterwards. But um, I don't know if you were aware of this, but at Target, they're exclusive to Target. Uh-huh. Brother, th- and it's funny, also, there's been a thing where Parker Brothers has made Millennial Monopoly, where it's all about collecting experiences, because you're never going to own property. <laughs> like, that's actually <laughs> a joke they make. But, like, um, so uh, along the same sort of lines... Uh, Hasbro partnered with Target, and Hasbro made exclusive, updated versions of some of their classic games for adults. Ooh. And they sell them exclusively at Target. And behind you, to your right, are all five of them. There is the Game of Life Quarter Life Crisis Edition, where instead of like uh, trying to raise a, get a family and do all those things, your goal is to get out of $500,000 of crippling debt. Welcome to our life. Right? Uh, there's also Mystery Date, Catfished. Perfect. Uh, botched Operation. Hilarious. Clue Lost in Vegas, which sounds like it's kind of like a, you know, you have no memory and you have to sort of piece together what happened in Vegas, who did what and with whom and where. <laughs> so it's like the hangover. And... Sorry, sorry, not, not sorry. sorry. Um, and that one, I believe, is sorry, except uh, it is almost like a never have I ever. 
at the same time. So while you play, uh, there are um, you'll have to answer some questions, and uh, if you answer a certain way, I think your player thing gets to move. If you don't, you don't get to. Or you could say, "Sorry, not sorry, not answering." So when and, are we playing these? And you lose a turn. Uh, hopefully soon. I need to have a game night so we can do them. Yeah, Rob, get it together. But yeah, I thought don't you, get sick anymore. I thought you'd appreciate though that like if Todd and I went to Target, like literally to buy board games a three dollar turkey the the turkey underneath that lamp a three dollar stuffed turkey because todd wanted a prop for the photo shoot todd wanted a prop (laughs) to put next to braddock for her her thanksgiving photo shoot meanwhile i walk out with seventy dollars worth of board games that sounds about right i also got the incredibles 2 and uh ant-man 2 on 4k (laughs) blu-ray ant-man and the wasp yeah did you see that movie? Not yet. Uh-huh. Oh, I also got Stranger Things Season 2 on 4K Blu-ray. It looks like an old VHS rental. It's kind of fun. Because you can't always watch it on Netflix. Uh, the 4K HDR Blu-rays are at a higher bit rate than the internet stream, and it will look better. How many times do you plan on watching Stranger Things? I don't know, but I think they plan on finishing it at the end of Season 4, so I could see myself doing like a full watch-through once it's done. Hmm. And just enjoying the uh, the 4K HDRness, all right? I love how you enjoy that aspect of movies. Well, also, the packaging on that is fucking sick. It's great. All right. So I believe you. So there. <laughs> so you should do a news thing while I look up more news about another board game. Yes, 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 yes. So, so, <laughs> Stephen. What was it, Stefan? Yeah, it's like, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh marvel comics and league of legends are teaming up to create a new comic book league of legends franchise and they are focusing on the character of ash no not ash of overwatch <laughs> how dare you ash of league of legends who came first the chicken or the ash hole <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so apparently ash from uh, Overwatch looks exactly like Ash from League of Legends and even is spelled the same way, except one's dressed like an archer elf and the other one's dressed like a cowgirl. So, go figure. All right, then. They both have red lipstick. They both have white hair. They both have an asymmetrical cut. And that's Cuckoo. That is Cuckoo. Yeah. And they're both in highly competitive And they're both in Ash. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. So weird. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that uh, Overwatch had a character with the same some the same name. Maybe they're doing it on purpose. Like Maybe. they're like, you know what? We can run. We got that. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so a little bit of news. Um, another it looks like another Target, uh, exclusive board game, or at least it's listed as being available at Target. I'm assuming it's uh, they just call them out for no reason. Um, you've seen some episodes of Black Mirror, right? Or all of them? Yes, I've seen most of them. Have you seen Nosedive? About 506 okay. times. The best episode. The best. It's... Other than Sandrine Napero. I prefer Nosedive still. I like a more upsetting episode. But Yeah. Although, although really... They run neck and neck with me, but yeah. Although keep going. Nosedive has a possibly happy ending if you want to look at it that way. Uh, yeah. They're free. They're free. Um, but they are out of the Matrix. Kind of. Well, um, Nosedive is getting a board game. 
Shut the fuck up. It comes out November 25th. They're already doing a life board game in where? China or Japan? A what? Where they're like actually rating people by oh, yeah. their experiences. Yep. I mean, hell, we already have our credit scores dictating a lot of the shit we do. But, I mean, yeah. different different than the, the Chinese sort of number that this they're assigning to people. personality. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, is, um, so yeah, so in this, the board game Nosedive challenges players to create a perfect life by collecting lifestyle cards while avoiding any dings to their social score. The board game has a companion mobile app for Android and iOS that features more than a thousand experiences that help determine your social standing with other players. Games are designed for between three and six players and typically take about 45 minutes to play. It will be available at Target on November 25th. And it's called Nosedive? It is called Nosedive. That's so good. I am so excited about and that game. is Netflix putting it out, the uh, game? It's it's from um, Endemol and uh, Asmodee. Uh, so Endemol Shine, I think, is the production company that made it, made the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like, I'm super excited. I like I love that episode so that much. That sounds fun, though. And the fact that, like, it is getting a board game that with, like, a with an iPhone app, it just makes total sense. Like, yeah. how How does that get a board or a card game? And fucking Gwent from The Witcher doesn't have a physical <laughs> card game. Like, what the F? There's no physical set for Hearthstone yet, either. And Hearthstone's been out for years. So weird. Right? So weird. Anyway, but I mean, hell, I have a, I have a card, the physical card deck for the card game they do in um, Dishonored. Oh, oh gosh, I don't even remember that game. Like, I, actually, I don't even know if it's a card game in it or if it's a card game that's meant to be sort of of the world that you play in just the, our world. Let's see it. It was a pre-order bonus. It is dusty as hell. Um, it's a Dishonored tarot deck. Play. Oh, let me see this. This is playing and divinatory cards. There is a, like a extra a game mode or whatever. Like there's a card that explains the rules. So, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, that was like a free bonus for pre-ordering. Judgment, the boatman, the ooh, the weeper. Oh no thanks. But yeah, I want to say like the top or bottom card I think has like instructions on how to play. Um. Unless it is just a straight up divination deck. So uh, this looks amazing. BT dubs. Well, we should add that to the pile of stuff that we need to play sometime. Because seriously, like, yeah. also, it's funny. Also, on the board games, a lot of board game news. Um, you're familiar with the Legacy series of games? No. Okay, so um, a lot of like games that you may be familiar with have received Legacy updates. So there's Pandemic Legacy, Risk Legacy. Uh, I've at work played a lot of risk legacy with a lot of coworkers where um it's uh it's a thing where as you play the game you make permanent changes to the game okay. so like the first time like i won the first game of risk which was super weird cuz i've never i never played risk before and i lucked out and i won a game um by winning a game you get a choice you can either like you know like when you get a territory in risk you get to take like a card yeah. You can add a coin to that card so that card becomes more powerful forever. Uh, or you can do other stuff. So what I decided to do when I won, like one of the perks of winning the game, was I actually got to uh, place a major city in a country of my choice. So oh. in Afghanistan, I created a major city called Andarzistan. Aw, I like that. 
and um, then there was all sorts of bonuses that I would receive if I started a game in a city that I technically owned. And so, like, as you play the game, more and more stuff happens. Like, there's one section of the map on the, the world that we made that is straight up radioactive. And if you are there, you will lose an army every turn because it's a radioactive wasteland. And, like, we've oh unlocked gosh. new factions. You made, We made permanent changes to all the character factions where some have really cool perks, some don't. Um, we've written all over the board. Uh, like, And also, like, when you win the game, if there's one card that's become too powerful... One of the prizes you get when winning a game, you can take a card of your choice, like of a country, and rip it in half and throw it away. Like, oh my god, it's a game that's meant to be played. I think sixteen matches in a row, and every time you play, the map is different and the game is different every single time you play it. And so that's the whole thing of like legacy is the sort of like it just builds on itself. Therefore, the game is different every time you play it. How long does one game take? It's like a game of Risk. So, I mean, like that one, it's Risk, however long it takes. It could be five minutes. It could be five hours. hours. Yeah. Um, but, like, they just announced a new Legacy game, Betrayal at House on the Hill, Legacy oh. Edition. Which apparently they say is, I think it's 13 games, and they say it's about 13 hours to play through it all. Um, but, yeah, like, because I have regu- regular Betrayal at House on the Hill, but, like, Legacy Edition sounds super cool. So That's dope. Yeah. Um, do you have more news? Um, just one other thing. Okay. So apparently Sony for um, 2019 will not be presenting at E3. Literally the next thing on my news list right there. <laughs> Look at you. It's because I'm psychic. I right? just read this tarot card. Seriously, and you were like, I'm going to talk about Sony. <laughs> um, so apparently they've crazy. already let everybody know what's going on last or this year. So they're like, we don't need to talk about it again next year because we're still going to be working on the same stuff seriously like it is it is interesting that like with them not having psx this year mm-hmm. and then not showing up to e3 of next year yeah it definitely feels like you know and this is all conjecture Do i you know yes i work in the industry but no i have no clue about any of these things because i do not work with sony um my like you know it seems to me like yeah they have nothing to say right now which is fine so i'm guessing that means we're not going to know about the playstation 5 until either probably tokyo game show or like late next year i'm assuming like later next year is when we might get some info on the ps5 uh-huh. but i'm guessing we won't get that system until 2020 yeah and um also the fact they're not showing up to e3 or psx makes me think that we're not getting the last of us 2 until probably 2020 oh yeah like and i mean this is complete like i will preface this a thousand times complete conjecture i'm just making guesses i do wonder if the last of us 2 is actually going to be a playstation 5 launch game oh yeah i mean obviously i have zero grounds for thinking this but i'm just kind of curious like it is a game that has been shown multiple times there's never been a release date Same attached with that to other it. weird game ghost of tsushima yeah that one. yep they're both games that don't have release dates uh and um i think it's smart for them to not say anything until they have something really concrete to say but um but yeah like i'm very curious if they will actually be on this generation of platform just because it's not like Sony to go dark this long and not really say anything. So I do wonder if they're going to surprise us to the D3 with something. Even if they don't have a press conference and they don't have a booth. I wonder if they'll find a way to sort of still make a splash. Because I don't think they could just let 
Microsoft and Nintendo run off with an E3. There has to be something to say. Like, apparently there isn't. So, yeah, it's very, that's really surprising. Yeah. So. Hmm, but you might be onto something. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely curious because, yeah, I just feel like if there was a release date within a year, we would know it. Or they would have said something, I would think. Yeah. But. Good point. Because, um, yeah, it was odd that at E3 last year, or E3 this year, all they talked about was Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us. That was it. And um, they didn't really talk about Days Gone. And, like, what, within three months of E3, Spider-Man was out. Mm-hmm. By the time E3 of 2019 happens, Days Gone will be out. Because that comes out in March. And then, yeah, we still don't have a date at all for Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us. Well, they did say Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a PlayStation 5 launch game. Did they? Somebody said that to me. Oh, really? I don't know who it was or when it was, but I did hear that. Because, like, yeah, PlayStation 5 is just not a phrase they really even uttered until recently, where they were like, right. oh, yeah, we're developing it. Well, it could be, uh, it could be all hearsay also. Yeah. So, but I feel like there's a lot of, said that. There's a lot of, of, of speculation happening right now, and for good reason. When they, have nothing, when they don't say anything, we're all going to just let our imaginations go nuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, speaking of PlayStation... Uh, PUBG is coming to PlayStation on December 7th. PUBG! PUBG! Um, which is actually super fun. Um, uh, like, you know, those um, type of Battle Royale games give me hives. They're very stressful. They're, I, don't, I don't really enjoy playing them very much. I love watching people play them, though. I can watch people play them, yeah. Yeah. Like, I playing them myself, no. Even the Friday the 13th one, when it's like a controlled <laughs> amount of people, is, I'm still like, ah. <laughs> well, I've watched my capture team play a lot of episodes of, or a lot of uh, rounds of PUBG and uh, Call of Duty Blackout. Like, yeah. I've watched a lot of those. Can't. I just can't do it. It's very stressful. I'm stressed just watching other people play it. So, yeah. Well, um, so uh, more little newsy stuff real fast. We'll just go through this. Uh Disney has announced their streaming platform. It's called Disney Plus. Disney's got a plus. Um, and they have announced that they're going to be doing a spin-off series based on Star Wars Rogue One, starring Diego Luna. Therefore, I'm oh. excited. I love him. He's cute. Right? Yeah. So I thought that was neat. Um, he dead, though. Well, I'm sure it'll take place before the movie. Gotcha. But he'll be older. <laughs> Who cares? He still looks great. Uh, Disney loves de-aging people. You that's know? true, they do. That's their, that's their magic. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, also on uh, PlayStation situation, uh, Beat Saber, one of the most uh, kind of instant buzz VR titles. It's coming to PSVR yesterday for when this episode comes out. 11.20. Gotcha. It is kind of great. It's like you have two lightsabers in your hands, and you have to like move them up and down to like hit like blocks with rhythm and like move out of the way of barriers and stuff it's pretty cool you gotta save that beat yep save that beat um so yeah beat saber is coming uh and then um because i can't pass up a news article about dicks um why would you so uh there was a game there's a game out there called scum yeah, there is. Um, I don't which know what that means. had some sort of bug, like, and it was a thing where, like, you know, 
dick size is a thing that you can adjust in it, I guess. And there's a bug where um, every time you logged in, dicks kept getting bigger. <sighs> so good. It's since been patched, but it was just I got even just a headline. Did people of, like, like posting like huge dick pics? Oh, unfortunately, the only photo um, on that article was like super pixelated, so I didn't really get to see. But um, but very funny though. Just I love I love a good article about dicks in games. It's just I love funny. Dick jokes and poop jokes really? and fart jokes. Fart yeah. jokes. Dick and fart jokes. Fart jokes are my favorite. <laughs> they're so funny. So Always. I, I don't find fart jokes to be that funny. Oh my god, they're my favorite. <laughs> you I'm, and Todd. I'm trying. You have that in common. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good one, but well, did you hear about that dart tournament that ended with like the the last like throw? I guess the guy cut one like as he threw or something <laughs> like that. No, <laughs> was it like on the microphone? I don't. Well, I think it was televised, and people like thought it was really funny. Oh I, my god! I didn't actually get a chance to I would see cry. it. Why? <laughs> um, Farting controversy clouds Grand Slam of darts quarterfinal. In case you missed it, Scottish dart player Gary Anderson defeated Dutchman Wesley Harms 10-2 to to earn a spot at the quarterfinals. But the match is not without a whiff of controversy. In a post-match interview, he claimed that he wasn't able to play the best of his abilities because it was a terrible smell on stage that likely came from the ass of his opponent. He said that Anderson left a fragrant smell behind that will take him two nights to lose this smell from my nose. (laughs) Wait, there was no sound though. I thought there was sound. I guess it I, was a silent but deadly. Yeah, I guess I, I originally thought that like when I saw the article oh about it, God. it made it sound like there was like an audible fart noise or something, which I was like, I bookmarked waiting to watch it, and it looks like it was oh just my that gosh. Rotten someone, eggs. Someone ruined that guy's day and his nose. Rotten eggs for two days straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. Well, so are you out of news? Uh, yeah. I have two last little bits. Go for it. Um, so they're both Mario related. Yes, please. Um, so there is going to be like, at least, uh, I think it's, it's apparently been like fast tracked through production and it's a very important thing they want to get done. They want to make an animated Mario brothers movie to come out, I think in 2022. So it's a couple years away. Okay. Are they still doing the Sonic one? I think so. And is there a Pokemon one coming out or is that just fake? Oh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. That is a very real movie. It looks weird. I know a lot of people are very excited. I don't know how I feel. Remember that movie Ted? It looks like Ted. It does look like Ted. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got Ryan Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu, which a lot of people really weren't looking forward to. Everyone was saying that if they're going to make a Detective Pikachu movie, it should have been voiced by Danny DeVito, um, which would have been interesting. Uh, But yeah, but uh, I don't know. A lot of people are really excited about it. I will see how I feel about it when it happens. Yeah, I'm not a Pokemon person, so either way, I don't really care, but I'm just like, is this real or fake? I thought, oh, that was me, sorry. Oh, I was like, what's that? Who's the human in that movie? A kid. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know who he is. He's some teen. All right, then. Well, also on the Mario front, this is just a funny thing that happened. Uh, so... There's um, a series of books called uh, Boss Fight Books that um, they often kickstart their new seasons. Um, they're written or they're published by uh, the guy who created them. His name is, um, oh my God, he's a friend of mine. I can't think of his name now. Gabe. Uh, hey, and Gabe. He was, he's the one who actually wrote Bible Adventures. Oh. Um, that book. Uh, not the game. But oh. like um, Boss Fight Books. Actually, I'm going to look up this and the stuff they've the done. Because... They are, um, they're great. So Boss Fight Books um, is, they've done a 
a bunch of titles at this point. Um, they've done Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, ZZT, Galaga, Jagged Alliance 2, Super Mario 2, Bible Adventures, Baldur's Gate 2, Metal Gear Solid, Shadow of the Colossus, Spelunky, World of Warcraft, Mario 3, Mega Man 3, Soft and Cuddly, Kingdom Hearts 2, Katamari Damacy, uh, Final Fantasy V, Shovel Knight, NBA Jam, Nice Little Republic, Postal. Damn. Yeah, they've done a handful, and like they're about to get into, I think, season three or four of their series. Um, and um, they're all very much worth uh, – so, like, I've read a handful of them, and I've enjoyed them all so far. Uh, Gabe Durham is the guy who started the whole sort of uh, book series. Um, and he's super great. He was actually on my old podcast uh, okay. years ago. Um, and uh, love to run into him. He's great. So, um, But the funny thing is, though, that uh, there was a misprint on some of the physical versions of uh, the Mario Brothers 3 book recently, um, where they had the Mario Brothers 3 cover, but on the inside was a poetry book called Grabbing Pussy. Shut the fuck up. Not a joke. Like a feminist poetry book? Yep. How great is that? It's pretty funny. It's like the best gift you could ever get. Right? That's a awesome misprint. Oh my goodness. So, um, it, I'd be lucky to get that. Right? There weren't many. It's been f- since remedied, but I love that Wait, that what's is... what's it called? Grab my pussy? Grabbing pussy. Grabbing pussy. <laughs> so um yeah i thought that was so funny and like you know it just paid off like right after the mario news of like oh yeah there's a mario book that may not be the mario book you think it is oh my goodness i'm gonna so, buy one just to hope for, to get that right no they're gonna look for him now i'm a, that's sad yeah i think i think that that uh ship has sailed yeah <laughs> so there you have it awesome yeah and that that's it? that's my news oh well I have one big thing to add to the news. Yes. Because it was my friend Sean's big four zero birthday. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Sean. Yeah. So he turned the big 40. Happy birthday, Sean. I love you. And he listens to the podcast, so I know he'll hear this and love it. Too bad he has to go through the entire episode just to hear this. He doesn't look a day over 28. He doesn't look a day over over 71 it's also true. a good 71 <laughs> <laughs> all right then just can't shine you look amazing um yeah and i love you and you are awesome and happy birthday and i'm glad i got to be there for you to celebrate your actual birthday it was wonderful even though i threw up the next day because i got too drunk because of those margaritas they were nuts at tortilla republic strong look at you partying hardy it was great so um yeah and is it time for the crush crush of the week crush Crush. asmr (laughs) (laughs) the eye contact for that was just oh we were in it I love uh, that. Oh, man. I really hope that the noise reduction does not completely eliminate us just, like, whispering <laughs> into the microphone. I know. Now. I might have to go through and edit it to bring up the volume. Yeah, just for that section, <laughs> yeah. we got to keep it. <laughs> oh. uh, so, you go first. All right. Well, mine is... Um, so, I was out of crushes. I actually had to go run into the room and, like, look at my games and be like, who? Who would it be? Uh, I ended up with... 
Delson Rowe, uh, the lead character from Infamous Second Son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. He's Seattle. He's kind of like awesome. I like his smoke abilities. And yeah, uh, yeah. I've been celebrating a beanie a lot more in the last couple of weeks because it's been fucking cold. Yeah. And also, I look kind of cute in beanies. Yes, you do. And so, um, agreed. I'm going to lean into that. Yeah. I, I like I, that. I think I even have a replica of his beanie that came in like the collector's edition of the game. I think, or a loot box, but I think it was in the collector's edition, so I might even have his beanie. Mm. Um, and I just, I love a, I love a good, like, I like a skull cap instead of a beanie. I like more of a fitted, yeah, no ball. You don't want to poof on no it? No fold. No poofs? No, no, no poofs. I like just a simple <sighs> skull cap. Oh, I need a poof poof on you. <laughs> I need a poof on your poof head. <laughs> right then. So that's, oh uh, yeah, so in general, he's a, he's a cool, uh, rebellious dude, and uh, he wears a beanie well. Yeah, and I like Seattle, so let's go with it. So, um, how's about you? Well, I'm kind of cheating. Oh, are crush you? Of the week, as usual. <laughs> um, so my crush of the week, I've actually had as a crush before, but it's a different skin. He has another skin swap. Well, it's the OG skin for this character, but the reason I'm bringing him up is because he was in an amazing short by Blizzard. Aha. I know who I you. I think it's called Reunion. Was the name of the short? Got it. McCree with his perfect teeth. Those teeth, man. God. Ah. He's just so suave, right? I feel he shouldn't be, but he no, is. No, he's so cute too. And then when he comes out of the diner and just goes, he goes, doesn't have to be like this. And then Ash goes, but I guess it does, or something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. They love each other so much. And I watched it a second time, and I didn't realize that if you look at um, when McCree gets on Ash's motorcycle at the end, there's a picture of him and her on it, which means she keeps a photo of them the entire time, even though they're frenemies. Crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Super cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) So good. So, yeah, and also, I don't think we mentioned this before, but if people follow Overwatch, they'll know that they are, Blizzard is lining up a series of six characters that will be six new playable characters Jesus. within the next, I don't know how long, they're, but they're already planned out. So there's so that Ash. Brings to, that brings up to 35. Yeah. So Ash is the first of the six. The next one we think is going to be or e uh, the girl who the this the cyborg or the robot they take out of the egg mm. that he releases from out of yeah the egg. yeah yeah I forget her name now well she's seemed a lot like Eva from Wally Eva Wally yeah <laughs> I, I'm gonna look her name up right now but yeah so she's a, we think going to be the next one but you know it, they'll mix it up I'm sure so yeah. you never know the game's full of surprises yeah so. Um. Yeah, but that's that's my crush. Nice. He's cute. He looks hot, and I like yep. a man in chaps. That, what can yep. I say? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, where can people find you? I'm looking up. Um. Oh. I'm looking up to see what the character. Oh, they don't even name the character. They say in the watch the the movie. That's all I'm gonna say. So. Right. Okay, so you can find me at Satine the Dream on Instagram. 
Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find me at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow find me uh, at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. And you can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Or you can write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And by extension, you do too. <laughs> uh, except for when I have food poisoning, so I'm sorry. Uh, um, and uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes, Google Play, and smash that uh, subscribe button and Spotify. And also, uh, just this is a, a hearty welcome back to video games to friend and listener Nick, who has been taking a break from video games. To, Nick's back? To travel the world and go be awesome. And now he's back <laughs> on a couch playing video games again as it needs to be. Oh my gosh. So, well, we missed him. Yeah, welcome back. You were missed. Uh, I'm going to use you coming back as an excuse for me to actually play Destiny 2 Forsaken. Yes. Oh, you know, I was watching a lot of that people playing that on Twitch. So, Well, he hasn't played it yet, so that sounds like it's my At opportunity all? to... No, he, it came out when he wasn't playing. Wow. Right? He stuck to his guns on Such that one. Such restraint. You wow. know, but good for him. I couldn't do it. That's dope. Well, yeah. I can't find the name of this hero, but that's okay. It's an AI bean. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and chowsies. Bye-bye.